This is the Comstock Report Podcast. We are strong advocates for the American family farm and your top source for the agriculture markets. And now, here's your host, David Cruz. This is David Cruz with the Comstock Report. Six more small refinery exemption petitions for RFS waivers bring the total pending at EPA to 58. 32 of which are for 2019. If Donald J. Trump does not grant them before January 20th, Joe Biden says that he will not either. EPA Administrator Andrew Wheeler wants to get in some travel time on the taxpayer's dime before he loses his job in January, so now wants to take big trips to Taiwan and Latin American countries. With a new administration coming in, whatever he is doing is worthless. The EPA is late setting 2020 renewable volume obligations, and Wheeler is leaving town. New contract highs were traded in corn, soybeans, and soy meal. It was dry over the weekend in South America, and temperatures are now heating up like a real drought. The La Nina event appears to be coming exceptional and unusually strong for how it is impacting the Mato Grosso. Some are questioning whether China would take all of the exports committed to. Why wouldn't they? When someone steals something that they need at a very cheap price, when do they ever give it back? Such ideas are not only misplaced, but I was told some time ago that China would add yet another 10 million metric tons or 400 million bushels of corn to purchases. That's just one reason of several to remain bullish. That is how I get the corn carryover projection down to 1.3 to 1.4 billion bushels. That would be very close to pipeline supply for corn. I think that we're going to have to ration use of soybeans to create a carryover. Price is going to have to sort out ownership of soybeans. We may have to take the price high enough that China stops buying or that chicken feed is too pricey. As we are poised to have a very dry start to spring here in the U.S., I'm not going to understate upside price potential. Fund longs were not as expected in the commitment report. Commodities are finding new buying as an investment asset. Remember, the biggest bull is a running bear. At some point, shorts will blow out. Last year was a home run for Brazilian farmers with bull record prices and record yields. That set them up for this year, looking for a 6% increase in corn and soybean acres and record production. Not going to happen. La Nina has interceded with the bullish expectations, and they'll have trouble following through on added acres as well as harvest record yields as the La Nina takes hold with a strong grip. Some are already anticipating U.S. farmers will plant through the fence rows next season, too, but that is easier said than done. The season will start off with the lowest subsoil moisture reserves in recent memory for the western corn belt and plain states. There will be a rush to get early soybean varieties planted for an early harvest here, as our pipeline supply will be down to fumes before combines roll next fall. Many farmers are out of position for this with too much crop sold, and they did not get along the board. They get to watch. On the cattle. October marketings were just a little short of a year ago. Not bad, though. Placements were skewed to the lightweight feeders as the heavy ones went on feed earlier. Lighter placements were known by absolutely everyone in the industry, so Friday's cattle on feed report was well anticipated. The beef market has not been any kind of problem for cattle prices. The beef market's great. Exports are solid as China has been buying more U.S. beef than they have our pork. The beef market has gone up while cattle prices went down. Why was that? Lost feedlot leverage, of course. 
Cattlemen have always considered themselves to be beef producers, but they sell cattle that packers turn into beef. Packers have proven that what they pay for cattle is only loosely related to what they get for beef. Feedlots have helped with that disconnect through exceeding market price discovery through formulas and arrangements that are not consistent throughout the country. Northern feedlots bemoan better deals given to southern feedlots demanding access to those schemes. That's not a solution. It will only be further dilution of price discovery, surrendering more market leverage to packers. USDA looked into it. NCBA evaluated it. It's all good, they say. They claim the market is working. On hogs, hopefully the December hog report will clear up the inconsistencies of the last one. The front-end supply forecast in the September report disappeared. It is not known what the numbers coming are. Feeder pig prices have recovered with cash hog values. One would assume that the industry slowed fairwings. China has not been the big U.S. pork buyer it was expected to be recently. There was some good news on pork sales to Vietnam. You've been listening to the Comstock Report. For more information on marketing opportunities, contact us at Comstock.com or call 712-227-1110. For a more complete version of the Comstock Report with hedging strategies and trade recommendations, subscribe on our website at Comstock.com or reach out to one of our risk management specialists about how we can help you protect your profits.